Well, howdy there, Internet people. It's Bo again. So today, we're going to talk about policy, practice, reading a chapter ahead in the book, and whether or not it's over. Because we've got a bunch of questions in relation to the trial. Um, the people who were testifying about uh, use of force. They, they've pretty much wrapped it up. Now, we're talking about the, the Chauvin trial. Um, so, the first thing is, hey, you know, the term positional asphyxiation came up and I feel like I read a chapter ahead in the book. Yeah. Yeah. That certainly appears to me to play a big factor in this. If you don't know, a couple of years ago, I put out a video that detailed this and how it happens and the situation that I outlined was pretty close to what actually occurred. Um, the next one was uh, about prone restraints. And basically, it's against policy, but I see it all the time. Yeah, you do. Um, the policies in most departments say don't do it. They put limits on it. Basically, in most places, it's like as soon as the, the suspect is compliant, get them into a different position. In practice, that doesn't really happen. Why? Um, part of it is simply the fact that most times when people are cuffed, they're already in that position. So unless somebody goes into distress, the officer doesn't move them. Another part of it is that the policy is designed to stop, well, what happened. That's what it's there to stop. However, in most cases, it doesn't go down like that. In most cases, you know, just being on your belly and being cuffed, that, that alone doesn't do it. That video I released a couple years ago lays out a chain of events, a, a storm that will cause positional asphyxiation. It's not just being cuffed and being face down. Um, in my opinion, the policies are set up that way because when something does happen, well, it, it, it's a big deal. So the policy is just always against it. Cops on the street don't always do that. There is a running conversation between people who train cops and cops themselves. Cops will ask, when are you going to teach what we do out there on the street? And the trainers will ask, when are you going to do what we teach? That's, it's a problem in the culture of law enforcement. One that on this topic, I don't see changing anytime soon. It's, it's ingrained, and I don't see that changing. But at the same time, most officers have used a prone restraint over and over and over again without issue. It only becomes an issue when there's other factors at play. I am not aware of a single case where just being cuffed and being face down caused it. Not one. There may be one, but I'm not aware of it. 
The last one, is it over? No, no. The use of force experts who have testified, they've done a good job. They really have, and the prosecutor seems on the ball. But I would expect a expert witness from the defense to walk in and say that positional asphyxiation doesn't exist. It's not really a thing. There are a handful of use of force experts who will say that. Um, I've looked at most of the research that they're basing this theory on. Um, I, I don't believe it. Most of it is experiments that are very clinical. The person isn't under stress. It isn't that storm of events. It's just somebody laying down. Um, I have seen nothing to debunk positional asphyxiation. Um, this has been something that has been accepted for decades. But there are a handful of people who will testify and say, no, no, that's not it. Now, the prosecutor seems on the ball. The prosecutor seems on the ball. So hopefully we will hear a very specific line of questioning. Because there's only a handful of use of force experts who will testify and say that it doesn't exist, they get used over and over and over again. I would hope the prosecutor asks, how many times have you testified in a case with similar circumstances where somebody on their belly, piled upon, all of these circumstances existing, how many times have you testified that positional asphyxiation doesn't exist? Because the answer, in most cases, is going to be dozens of times, if not a hundred times. And then, hopefully, the prosecutor would follow up with, well, if you have to constantly say that these circumstances don't lead to death, maybe your research is wrong. Maybe they do. Um, the prosecutor seems on the ball. I'm hoping that that line of questioning exists when undoubtedly this defense expert comes in. It's not over, but I think they're doing a good job. Hopefully the, uh, the bad apple gets removed. Anyway, it's just a thought. Y'all have a good day.